0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Forge Academy. Uh, I am your Steven, and with me today, uh, we have Chris.
1: Oh, I'm not <laughs> muted, I'm Chris.
0: <laughs> Adelaide.
1: I came back just in time, I ran to the kitchen. I'm Adelaide.
0: Michael. I am your Michael.
1: There it is. My my Michael? Aww.
0: The, you know what, there's a, there's a question about that voice. It, there is. It's <laughs> Emily. How
1: deep will it go?
2: How deep will it go? Uh, did you say my name, Steven? I,
0: I did say your name, yeah. Oh, dear. Sorry.
2: we were. I was distracted by the depth. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm Emily.
0: <laughs> uh, Ian. Hello, it's Ian. Couple things, real quick. Uh, as always, we are affiliated with Found Familiar Coffee and Greenleaf Geek. So if you go to foundfamiliar.com or greenleafgeek.com and use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, you get 10% off your orders. That does exclude custom handmade sets of dice because a lot of work and resources have to go into making those. Um, but they are worth every single penny. Um, they're very beautiful. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash uh there's a lot of cool stuff. We actually just started a, a feyforge uh, Valheim server. Uh, if you want to come help us make the feyforge academy. So uh, that's fun. And um, Do
2: you guys have a big tree? How are you going to get a big tree? I feel like that's important.
0: There's some, there's some big trees in that game. Yeah, you just, you just build the base around the tree. Hell yeah. Which I, I hadn't actually thought of that part, now that you say that out loud. Uh, so Yeah, build a fence around it so no one goes and chops it. <laughs> uh, and then you get access to a bunch of other stuff on our Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon-only a Discord. Uh, there's some stuff that we've released, like character backgrounds, subclasses, all sorts of good stuff. Um, for instance, our newest character, Blossom, uh, her whole backstory is on our Patreon. Or not her a lot of I'm an orator um and also, uh in this moment ahead. can
2: I I didn't know that you were gonna put that on the Patreon, or you did tell me uh can mm-hmm. I can I correct some of the spelling and grammar errors at some
0: no. point no no we gotta leave it it's it's raw patreon is raw no absolutely of course you can um. <laughs> I was like no um and we y'all sent us so many questions that we decided to do a second half to the mailbag episode um because we were having so much fun chatting about the the different things you had sent us so um i like the professional i am didn't look into what the next what the first question should be for this one uh does (laughs) have any do any of you have a burning question from this amazing list I did like the question, do you all have backup characters prepared, or would you make one only
3: after a character died permanently?
4: That's a good question.
3: I feel like that's a good question for Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have backup characters prepared, Steven? Recent episodes have led some of us well, to we wonder. Well, we talked about
1: that one time. We talked about, like, um, I mean, because we have kid characters on this show, mm-hmm. and, like, what happens if they die? Like, do we want them to not die? Um, and I think Michael had something really beautiful about like he's fine with Besky dying, but like he dies in this beautiful way of like I don't know, sparkles or sunlight. I think I remember you saying mm-hmm. um, that was like, just really symbolic. Like he doesn't really die, but he just like he transcends. Mm. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if we were thinking about backup characters at that point, but I don't know if I had one.
0: Well, and that was that was pretty early on in the podcast when I was like when we were we were kind of still figuring out the tone. And and so one one conversation as a GM that you should always, always, always have with your table is, are you okay with your characters dying? Because some people are and some people aren't because because people grow really attached to their characters. And it can be it can be a very emotional experience that some people don't want to have. And that's 100 percent okay. You don't have to. and, And there's there are a billion ways to create tension in and stuff in a TTRPG that doesn't involve characters the threat of death being real. That being said, I did almost care- kill two characters last, last time we played. Um. <laughs> <clears throat>
3: Turns out draining 1d4 strength from characters in a party where the top strength is what 8, <laughs> 9. I no, I think
0: yep. I think Ashrin has a, I think Ashron has a straight like, 11 or 12. Or 10, or 10, or 10, or 10 or 11. What a beefcake. Yeah. I have an 11. My, my strength is 11.
3: Yeah, and the all-caster reports like, ooh, strength of 12. Who are you trying to impress? Ooh.
1: But yeah, we have no strong characters whatsoever.
3: They're strong of heart.
1: Mm.
0: But, but I, think, I, don't think, I don't think y'all would need a backup character for a couple reasons. And, and, and part of that is if a, if a character is going to die, it would be significant. Not like mm-hmm. not like, oh, we're wandering down the road and we got attacked by some goblins and I died. Like that's not a good story. That's just sad.
4: I mean the goblins would say it's a good story, so Yeah, the goblins are like this is
3: hilarious.
1: <laughs> well, here's a related question. Other than like last episode, has there ever been a time where like you thought you would die and you would be okay with it? Because I've got one. And that's when like I think Besky fell like into the well, like a hundred feet or something. Mm. And I dove after him, and I was literally – I literally did the spell, um, but I did a life transference spell, and I was 100% sure I was going to die.
0: Wow. I, I thought I thought you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, ro- I remember rolling the fall damage in, in mm-hmm. the back of my mind, like, please be low, please be low, please be low, please be <laughs> please low. Please <laughs> be low. <laughs> um, I guess to
5: answer that for Bessie, because this is something that when we first started the show that – i was not okay i still am currently at this point not okay with besky dying because it is a it is a kid character right and in most D D games that you see content wise like kid death is not a thing not allowed uh i think if besky ever got to an age that was older i don't know what the the spectrum would be like 18 probably more than 18 something where it's like Besky's a full adult, grown-up, etc. Like, we feel good enough, like, that I fine with putting him in situations that would might involve his death that could change. But at the moment, it's a no. And then, like, how uh, Adelaide said, um, it would be more of a transition thing if something had to happen like that. Um, But as far as him just, like, actually physically, objectively dying, uh, that's probably not going to happen until, you know, he grows up, which uh, it could be a whole different way it could be that like magically he grows up or like like that or we just get there so we'll
1: see oh god a magically grown up besky baby be so strange to my brain ariadne would not know what
5: to do <laughs> like hey yo shorty what you doing
1: oh my god <laughs> stop, oh, my god. stop. stop. <laughs> oh no
4: my little baby <laughs> what
5: happened
4: amazing
3: I mean, there's a magic Star where Steven puts us in a like, situation where we all are magic aged by 10 years and we're all like, oh shit, now it's real.
4: Rain would be exactly the same.
1: <laughs> there would be <laughs> no discernible changes. Yeah, Irene is exactly the same. She's grown already. I
3: think most of us would all be the same, except for Besky, which is why we know it would be real.
0: Yeah, the only, the only human in the group. Mm-hmm. Or, although, mm-hmm. tieflings, tieflings age relatively like humans, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah I think little, it's yeah. the same life expectancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do Asmar. Yeah, yeah, they're about the same.
0: Yeah, Asmar just get like an extra 10 years or something like that, right? Yeah, like, but a little slightly mm, longer, but yeah. it's normal.
4: Uh I this is not I don't think this is necessarily a very common um mindset. Uh and I it's not at all to say that I don't get attached to my characters, but I've never had a and d character that I would not have been fine with them dying. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like that's – the risk is what makes it fun for me. The threat of it is more exciting, you know what I mean, than – I don't know. I'm not a I, – I don't know. I think that there's a – a value in being able to tell a story about passing and grief and loss. And mm-hmm. while it's heavy and you don't necessarily want to do it for an entire campaign, unless you're just super into that, in which case, call me. But if you're not, <laughs> you're a normal person. Yeah, if you're a normal person. Changing I want the loss, them, anyone? Who doesn't want to get together with your friends and sob every week. Um, I still think there's a lot of beauty in letting a character's story end, especially if they get to go out in a blaze of glory Um, that's always really fun, but I, yeah, I've, there have been a couple of occasions where I was like, wow, Rain might die. Like, I really did not build this character, uh, to be very hearty. So if things start to really hit the fan, uh, they might go. And I, as a player would be okay with that. I do, I have a backup character, which was actually my character I was gonna be before I landed on Rain. So I'm already set. I'm ready to go. Oh, is it Scarlet Citadel? No. Oh my God. (laughs)
1: Oh my god, what if we oh, yeah, just,
3: I forgot what if we just if we just... die,
1: we just bring in I I'm just suddenly Dorian. Oh my <laughs> god. Your, was... <laughs> you already
3: have backup characters. I know, right?
4: <laughs> Y'all. Yeah, if the headmaster loses her job, let's um I'll come back as Jasper or Hadario. I'll come back as a staff member.
3: I would play I would play Cecil forever in a day.
1: Dorian would be a terrible <laughs> choice to bring to the Faye Forge Academy. No, we need we need Hadario so we have like the mean girls at the school now. And we're just just uh, nasty to everyone. I feel was. like Hadariel is not a mean girl. Hadariel just
4: doesn't have time for your shit. Like
1: that's true.
4: That's true. She's not actively antagonistic. She's just okay, suffers I mean no girl. fools. Dorian's
1: a mean girl. That's
3: mm-hmm. a very interesting interpretation. Listen, Cecil. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, you got asthma. I'm just not. Uh, I'm just gonna blow my cigarette out in your face. It's fine. No. <laughs> that's Jasper <laughs> terrible, terrible,
0: it, awful Jasper people. and Dorian would get along so well Jasper
2: loud. and Dorian would get into <laughs> so much trouble um, sorry my, mine is back to something just that you, we said earlier that I'm actually now curious about like uh, those of you playing characters that don't have a humanish life expectancy, expectancy oh. Like, have you thought about that at all where it relates to like your relationships with other characters in the game that you oh, do yeah. have Mm-hmm. Much shorter life expectancies because because I hadn't even really thought about that. But like, Rain and Cos are gonna live much longer.
0: Cos than... is 70 years old, Rain is oh almost God. 40. <laughs> Ashrin's also gonna live a long time. Yeah, she's, I think she's that's true. I think she's 80. Yeah,
3: Ashrin, I think I want to say. I think Asher's. I think Asher's the only person in the group that's older than Cause, and we we haven't really explored it much in the podcast. Early on, we did. We were kind of like, huh, yeah, it doesn't feel like we're surrounded by kids all the time, but you know, I mean, you know, there's a certain charm to it.
4: Um, I think I think about that in most campaigns, actually. Um, I think the supplement that we used for Rain's, uh, race stats has them living like three hundred or four hundred years or something like that. They have a similar life expectancy to gnomes, I think. Um, Mm. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what, I don't know what kind of epilogue we would do when things start to get to that point, but that would be really interesting to explore, like, what they, what they do with the time that they have left.
2: Now I'm sad. (laughs) Mm. I did this to myself.
5: (laughs) Thinking about a character I would make, because I didn't say what character I would make if Pesky is to, we'll say transition. Transition. if I, I think I would make uh because I've always wanted to play this and I've just been having more thoughts of it, uh I'd try and play like a, a killmonger-esque nice. uh
1: mm-hmm. person from May yes.
5: Ring, be like Oh
1: he's so yeah. hot though. Make sure he's extra hot. Ooh. Oh
5: yeah, extra hot. And then uh but he would actually Yeah,
1: make him older so we can all flirt with him. Because Michael B. Jordan was <laughs> he was taking up that shirt for me. I know he yeah. was.
5: But I'd probably have him have like a nice redemption, like mm-hmm. he'd actively trying to be going towards redemption and seeking some sort of yeah, you know, uh, navigating his way through all that. Cause you get to see. I, I'm like really sad in how it worked out in Black Panther, where he just like decided to take himself. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, still a great character. So I would try and explore. Yeah, that. great
1: villain. Great mm-hmm. villain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. Like it, because it includes. We're already still getting more into Noreen too, but I feel like having a second character that's from Noreen again, but completely different outlook on that life. Mm-hmm. we will bring even more of that into the world. I didn't think that's really cool.
5: So when are we killing Besky? <laughs> oh,
4: my God. Oh no. He just Besky. Besky has to go home and <laughs> help. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. He doesn't die. He just goes to be king. Okay, so Stephen's still on break, so I'm going to ask a question because um, yeah. we haven't done any individual questions. Oh. Do you think Besky is going to rule Noreen one day?
5: Mm. Mm, that's a hard question i don't know i really haven't had it planned like i just in my head that just is not a possibility that exists and it's also very helpful while playing Mm besky um but i think he does feel like he's gonna be in a position of power that might be helpful but i don't think he's like i'm going to be you know supreme leader or something uh, you know or king or whatever it's just Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: oh here's the question here's a better question then has his opinion about it changed from when he started?
5: Yeah, it has because of the responsibility he's had to accrue during all these journeys, for sure.
2: Maybe you could just change the ruling structure of Nareen, make it a democracy. A
5: what? What, what? is that?
2: A, dem-
1: a democracy. Never experienced that, never felt yeah. that. Don't know what that is.
3: Someone tweet that, Joe Biden.
1: As an American. <laughs>
5: You know what? Besky's just going to go over to Nareen and make it full comrades everywhere. What communism
2: to Nareen?
5: <laughs> Honestly, Nareen, probably I mean, the perfect place to do that.
3: How do we know that Nareen isn't a communist monarchy?
1: We don't know. As, as Steven comes back in.
0: Well, yeah, wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: We decided since you we were gone, I was going to ask, since we hadn't gotten into personal questions yet, I asked Michael if he thought Besky would be the ruler of Nareen. Oh.
3: I like Adelaide's question here. It's not even a question. I'm just gonna read Mine out. Mine is here. just
1: like, oh, I'm sexy. I'm like, okay, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, Ariadne is, but I am too.
3: <laughs> Adelaide, you have such a great way of leading into chaos while also playing the responsible character. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely have a little bit crush. I have a little bit of a crush on Ariadne. She's an amazing combination of nerdy and combat badassness. Plus, cartography is sexy, and also, who doesn't love party mum?
1: I don't think I planned on her being party mum. When I created her, yeah, there's no like I don't know I don't I can't remember like what my mindset was of like where she was going. I'd never thought that she would get back into like combat. Mm -hmm. Like in my head, she like she went through the military. Yeah, she she went through basic training, but she was a wizard. Is a wizard really? But now she's a war cleric, and it's like totally different vibe. Very like Mulan finally getting to the top of this the giant pole thing. Um, You know tossing aside like everything that she thought she would be and being like okay this is it. I just I just need some muscle, but uh we're getting there. Um yeah, no. Never never plan on her being like little badass fight monster.
3: Badass fight monster.
0: I remember yeah. watching watching Ariadne's kind of growth over the last 2 years has been one of my favorite things cuz um like very Early on, she started going like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I'm with a bunch of like, even though Kaz and Ashwin are technically and brain are all mm-hmm. older than her mm-hmm. from a like like a stage of life standpoint, she has lived the most. Yeah, right. Mm. And 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 she very clearly saw that, um, and kind of started taking that on, even to the point where she started like taking that on with some of the staff as well <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah
1: i never imagined her like being a part of the staff before like i figured like that i that was like a bold move i just wait until like next episode because i already talked with steven and we got plans um so uh-huh um yeah i think fig- <laughs> i finally figured out what ariadne wants to do with Fay Forge. um So, yeah, that was, like, totally new. Like, I just, I don't know what I planned for her. Like, just kind of drifting along, just being like, oh, God, let's all get along and not die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now she's just being authoritative and, like, in a good way and and knowing what she wants and protecting the family and telling her sister and that angel to fuck off. (laughs) Not her sister. Her sister's good, but, you know. That angel could fuck off. We got a cool question
4: that I liked that was for everybody that was uh, along the lines of like, if you had a five minute soapbox or something you were really passionate about that you wanted to share, what would that be? Not, I'm not advocating we will take five minutes each, but um, something that you as a person or a player have a lot of mm. passion for or something you would want people to know like, I'm about
1: this. Can we do a Patreon uh, PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: Have y'all seen those? They're amazing. Just began. like joke
1: PowerPoint presentations. That's, that
4: question stood out to me, I think, because something that's really important to me in the TTRPG and gaming space is inclusivity at the table. Mm-hmm. Something that mm-hmm. I... Yes. Obviously, uh, our sphere is fairly well saturated with a very specific type of person. Uh, and
3: I don't really check any of those
4: boxes. And so it's been, a it has been a journey forging, you know, space for yourself in a, a hobby like this where the majority of people may not look like you or identify with your life experience. And, um, that's something that's really important to me. That's something I do at work as well, participate in diversity and inclusion initiatives and something I'm trying to get started in a lot of like my home discord and, and things like that. So um, I would say that's something that's incredibly important to me. I'm always interested in hearing more about people's experiences and and helping them find space.
0: Yeah. I I will I'll piggyback on that a little bit. I think something that's really important to me is understanding understanding what kind of platform you have and what kind of and what you do with that platform. Um, kind of in, in line with what, what Chris is Chris is talking about. I think um, I do look like someone who checks all those boxes. Um, um, I'm Latino, but you, like, if you look at me, I'm a 6'4 white, white-looking dude. Um, with amazing mustache <laughs> with a what? With
1: a gray mustache. The amazing gray mustache. Time time. <laughs> yeah, don't leave that out.
0: Um, well, that's that is the, my most important character trait is my mustache. Um, but but I know what there are things that people will say to um, a lot of people of color, um, people in the LGBTQ community, um, a lot of marginalized groups that they won't say to me. They won't question, they won't question my expertise, even if I don't have it. Mm. They, I can say things, at, and I have, I, I have um, on, on things like Twitter and stuff, most of you who follow me know that I, I don't do it all the time, but I definitely don't stay quiet, and I never get flack for any of that. Um, I don't, we don't, we don't get hate mail in spite of like the black lives matters podcasts that we've episodes that we've done. And a lot of that is understanding that like, as a white presenting cis straight male, I have a lot of privilege. And, and, and so because I have that privilege, it's, it's Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. And understanding that is really, really important to get to the point where our world is actually good um and so um, i'm gonna shut up now
3: oh no steven that was great (laughs) thank you
1: on a totally different topic um i am a closeted star trek nerd and i can easily talk for an hour about um captain janeway killing off tuvix okay it was wrong she was wrong. Okay, so story time. Wait, wait for a people second, wait,
3: Are you gonna really take time here to talk about? Listen, okay, so there's two <laughs> characters in the show.
1: It won't be very long. Tuvok and Neelix, okay? And in the session in, in this in the episode, they get combined into one brand new person. There's that a, has like a their own thoughts and feelings, okay? And, they and they're through. trying to figure out how to how to undo this.
3: Yeah.
2: t They so don't do or- anything
1: to prevent him from like gaining humanity or bonding with the crew. They could have put him in a coma. They've got like a huge medical station. They could have put him in a coma. They could have been in a room by himself with a bunch of books. But instead, they allow him to reintegrate with the crew and become buddy buddy. And like six months to a year goes along. And they're like, listen, we finally figured out how to undo this, but you're gonna die. Uh and they did it anyway. Janeway was wrong. <laughs> Is it this? was immoral tuvix oh, tuvix deserves see. justice that's I, it gi- that's given a I...
3: given a platform what would you say Ariane is standing God. for for tuvix got it heard
1: tuvix tuvix was wrong
3: tuvix was wrong that's it oh, the passion is incredible <laughs> the passion in, in all <laughs> of what just happened uh i'm gonna go i i'm gonna uh not not to undermine uh tuvix but just to, to circle back here uh'm there's a Something that I've heard a couple people talk about uh, just in my own circles, and I'm hearing echoed again here that, you know, when it comes to as players and as having a platform where folks can hear you and listen to what you're saying, and that you have a responsibility for that, there is a power that we have to flex in the form of the stories that we quite literally write down. Even to this day, I'm not sure how familiar all of y'all with, are with, uh, or as our audiences in general, with what. Wizard of the Coast is publishing and how they're, they are in a lot of ways cleaning things up, you know, like there's a lot of TSR, Fallout, and there's a lot of folks that are like, the, the hobby doesn't look like me anymore, and I don't like it, and it's like, yes, it's true, that's okay, but there is, I know, yes, we, we get out our tiny violins, and then
0: we crush them. <laughs> <laughs> and also the hobby does look like you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and
3: and when you look at the published content, right? Like the last books that came out from, I mean, at the time of this recording, the last book that came out for, Wizards Wizard of the Coast put out was the Strixhaven, uh, campaign thing that has a lot of a lot of characters of color, a lot of NPCs who are trans, a lot of NPCs that are non-binary, and so like it's it, and that in that way it's getting there. But that being said, right, it doesn't take much to like peer into even third-party publications and you find a lot of um what's the most common one gypsies right mm, right mm-hmm. that, that's that that's still around right we still have lots of your princesses in the other castle kind of storylines or a lot of like
1: classic all orcs are evil all
3: orcs are evil fridge your gaze the list goes on so if you are someone who does want to write a world where, I don't know, let's imagine this fantasy trope where anything can happen and magic is real and we don't have colonial racist tropes influencing the entire universe that's around us. There's a lot of great platforms that you can get published on and that are pretty official and forward facing. So that is one that I'm super passionate about. I work with a group mm-hmm. called, um, and Steven, I want you to edit this so it doesn't feel like I'm flubbing this right now because I totally remember the organization I'm working with. Ah <laughs> uh, no.
4: Nope. <laughs> <Damn> it. nope. <laughs>
0: Leaving it all no. <laughs>
5: no.
4: amazing. Oh. Ian used to work with an organization called oh, What Is It?
5: No. <laughs> yeah, used to, for sure. <laughs> what is it now? Biscuits.
3: Um I've never heard of that organization. Uh,
5: biscuits. I wanna go there.
3: So anyway, we're looking for a new cast member.
1: <laughs> we're looking for new cast members.
3: The Word Refinery. There it is. I found it. I found it. Oh. It was way in the back of my head. It was called the Word Refinery. I work with an organization called the Word Refinery, where we are a group of editors, publishers, and uh, PR folks that work with writers to get their stuff out there on a DM's Guild, on a drive-through RPG, and just get published. It's the the barrier to entry is so low right now. We are in a saturated environment, and it's pretty easy to get your stuff out there and to get good eyes on it. So if you have a story that you want to tell that isn't, uh, that is not going to be something that's totally consumed by what we've seen in a lot of our standard Tolkien-esque literature, not that everything against Tolkien, we had a whole thing about that before we started recording, but take a look. There's a lot of opportunities out there.
5: Uh... So for me, you know, lots of what I, I, I care about has been said, Chris, uh, with uh, having inclusion, uh, Stephen with if you have any power in this space, wield it to lift other people up. Um, Yen with, you know, creating content that's out there. Uh, Adelaide with, you know, very passionate about star, star trek, trek.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: what else is there i have sad? a lot of
1: power but passion projects don't worry there are things i care about <laughs>
5: yeah 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 and I, I and to to add on to that i feel similarly uh, there's a lot out there and that's who i'm about all the time so it's kind of hard to just be like which one do you stand up on on a soapbox about um but I guess the first easy one is so we can be the anti, uh, anti-advertisement for it. Uh, fuck cryptocurrencies and NFTs. So mm-hmm. there you go. You're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. I'm a computer science major. If you just want to flay me about it uh, for some reason, you want to just step up to a computer science major person about all that stuff. Uh, that's not wise, but also can, fuck
3: can, you, that. can you give us like the broad overview? No, I
5: really can't. That's just too much to, for me to gather. Okay,
3: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
1: It's literally just money laundering to boil it down to something very simple. I I
3: appreciate how we've taken all of the best, like, completely caricatured villains from Captain Planet. And we're like, no, for legit, though, you can just monetize off pollution. Just,
5: like, create a Mm factory. Yeah, that's exactly, that's a big one. So, okay. And then after all that has been said, uh, I do want to say, uh, and this is very hard for me to speak into, but it's very real. And we had this conversation beforehand. It is tough navigating that TTRPG scene um it's very dynamic there's a lot of things to care about like the things that we're speaking into and um you know i think and i don't even want to go into the full detail about it but i I will just preface it and just say that navigating ttrpg space is a little bit difficult go in with some grace go in and try and find some good people and play some and and try and tell powerful stories and things and, and powerful stories regarding some of the things we just spoke up into and that's probably the best thing you can do. That's that's my soapbox, honestly. I, I can't. To go into the, the depths of why navigating TTRPG space and Twitter and all that stuff is hard, that's uh, a whole, you know, dissertation that I probably would have to write to to kind of navigate that. Anyway, that's, that's my soapbox.
1: Honey and Dice is a great example of, like, the person that you should probably strive to be if you engage in, like, online social media. She is probably the kindest person I have ever fucking met. And like her, just general rule of thumb is like, everybody's going through shit. Everybody's going through shit, just like you're going through shit. So just be nice.
2: Uh, I have several uh, soapboxes, both in the in the heavier category and in the not to say Star Trek isn't heavy or important. (laughs) Um, I (laughs) know those who know me know that my big my big silly soapbox is how much I hate Thomas Edison. Um, oh, he you was want a dickwad. Oh, he stole everything! I've got a whole PowerPoint Animal about abuser. why I hate Thomas Edison. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Also, Nikola Tesla, sexy, sexy asexual icon, <laughs> allegedly. Um, so yeah, that's my soapbox. My my sort of like social soapbox. Not not so much in the TTRPG sphere. But sort of Twitter related uh, lately, and this is in large part because I live in Los Angeles, um, but the treatment of the unhoused community mm. in this country atrocious. is atrocious. Mm-hmm. atrocious. Um, for a lot of reasons, like, do your research. It's not that hard. Uh, defund the police. Um, sorry <laughs> save with no. my chest. Defund the police. Um, They don't need Captain America riot shields uh, to remove people from places where they weren't bothering anyone. Um, But also, mutual aid. This is sort of the big overarching topic. Twitter and social media in general has made it so much easier for you to find people who are directly in need of help and give to them. Giving to charity organizations is awesome and great and you should still do that. Um, But there's really, really, really something to be said about mutual aid giving to somebody who needs it, whether they be unhoused, just, you know, a marginalized person struggling with bills, an indigenous person of any variety who's been marginalized by this government. Like, you now have the ability with this great wide internet out there to Venmo somebody $10 so that they can eat tonight. Um, And I think that that is incredible. And it takes very, very little effort on your part to find these people people are putting out these pleas for help i see stuff retweeted all the time mutual aid threads literally just search the word mutual aid and you will probably find hundreds of thousands of people that would benefit from 20 30 40 50 dollars um and i think it's one of the best ways i mean yeah, it's a little comrade-y, which i'm not saying that as a pejorative but like share the wealth directly with the people in need Yeah, eliminate that middleman <laughs> so yeah that's that's my soapbox
0: that I have a soapbox that's connected to that, that I I won't get on too much, but nonprofits are designed to keep rich people rich.
1: Yes. 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 It's a big issue when it's, when a nonprofit hires somebody that's already come from a rich family for like fucking $160,000 a year to sit there and like.
0: Manage funds.
1: Make bullshit
0: decisions. Well, and it's, it's all about, it's all about tax breaks. obviously. Um, but, and as someone who spent a lot of time working in nonprofits, um, that was fu- that was a fun part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh,
5: continue easy easy soapbox because I didn't really get on one. Unionize, strikes, mm-hmm. great. Unionize. keep yes. doing it. Keep doing that. Do just it. keep doing that. Just Fox keep going. Scabs, please, please, just keep going. Yep. If, if you can donate to people who are striking, go fucking do that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Union busting
1: is illegal. <laughs> also, wear your fucking masks. <laughs> yeah your, oh
3: my god yeah oh get, yeah get, you know what go get, get, get vaccinated jab, if masks. you
1: if you can go get vaccinated go fucking get vaccinated yeah, it's for not sure. that scary and, and there are plenty I'm, of I'm a big bitch there, so like needles are scary there are but plenty like folks
3: out there that can't get vaccinated for real reasons and they quarantine themselves and are responsible that's not who we're talking about and they're
0: yeah. terrified
3: and like, yeah.
1: they're they're yeah. terrified yeah go get vaccinated
5: mm-hmm.
1: it's I not know. a big deal Also, stop going on cruise liners. I got a lot of
5: things. (laughs) Oh, my God. That, that's so much.
1: Yeah. Fucking Joe Biden. Fucking Joe Biden. Give me my fucking stimulus check, dude. You owe me like 40 grand, dude. Where's my yeah, money? Yeah. yeah. Where's, where's the
2: money? I've thought about you, Adelaide, saying, give me my fucking stimulus check, old man, like so many times. <laughs> you,
1: you said
0: that. You said that while you were here.
2: Yeah. That was, that I? was good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I clipped, I clipped that. There's oh, a, my God. My, yeah.
1: I still mean yeah. it. I still mean it. It's still no, meaningful.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So to transition back to the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> making, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. For sure if for you're sure. aware of
4: individual questions,
0: I actually I have a question for all of you.
4: Ooh!
0: How is this Faith forge world different than you expected when Ooh. when you started? Ooh. I guess that that would probably be more for Ooh. Adelaide, Michael, and Ian. Uh. Oh man!
5: Can I stab Steven first? Yeah. swick uh, the the Faith Forge Academy is different in the sense of what school, right. what, school? Yeah, what, yeah. what class. Well, what do yeah. you mean? <laughs> 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 uh, but other than that, no. Um, I think uh, I didn't realize how deep we were gonna get into the. the uh, we're all we're all you know we're all we're all a type here. We're, <laughs> um. Awesome. Type. I didn't know how far we were going to go in, into the, the dark and deep and pain that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's great and trying to navigate that and and still finding the joy. So um, that's it.
1: Yeah, no, it, I, it's, it was like a very, I think I was even kind of worried because I was like, I built this character and I'm like, she's like mid 20s, 24, like at the youngest. And like, I'm going to school. And it's not just like college. It's like, there's kids here. So I'm like, what the fuck did I mess up on my character design? What am I? What am I? How am I going to integrate into this? Mm-hmm. And like in reality, like as much as we love witchcraft, we we just haven't we haven't used yeah. it as much. Um, we've been we've been digging into the pain, uh, but it was it was a fun challenge trying to navigate how I was going to fit into this system, um, and school, and figuring out my place like as a player, not just a character. Um so yeah, I thought I thought it would be much more just like school and lighthearted. Um, and that's all fun, but like I'm kind of like the person that's like I need kind of a little bit of grit to my games. I need I need sadness and hard times to really love the game. Um yeah. Those those games are fun, but like I'm not a comedy kind of person. I'm not a very like kid friendly kind of person.
0: <laughs> not that so, just yeah, it was
1: definitely different.
0: I mean, it kind of is?
1: It's it's kid friendly. I'm just not a kid friendly. Friend.
0: <laughs> I mean there's that there is that explicit E next to all of our episodes, so.
1: Mhm.
3: <laughs> well, there is. Are we getting E now? Oh,
0: well that happened. Oh, yeah. Well, c- for everyone. Um, th- so, for Apple everyone.
1: <laughs> It's E for excellent. <laughs>
0: Apple doesn't have defined rules on what they qualify as explicit. Okay. That you can like look up. It's not like it's not like movie ratings where it's like if you have if you have more than one fuck, then Then it's R. Then it's a rated R,
1: yeah. Like
0: they don't, they don't have that. It's just kind of like a, we think that you're explicit, and so you're explicit. But you have to choose that on your own, and if you don't, if you don't appropriately allocate that explicit E, they just remove you from their feeds.
3: Oh wow! So basically, so they randomly review. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. I'm sure
0: they have some program that like searches for fucks. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Fucks, and how many are given?
3: Far Your to fuck Zero fucks given. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was actually anticipating um it to be a little more lighthearted than what than what has come about. Uh no complaints. I was also anticipating that we would have like less I, I was not ready for the deep transplanar deific lore. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, that was came out of left field. That was cool, though. Like a cool. Left it was field. super
3: cool. It still is. But like the fact that we are routinely now on the level of like uncovering the vagary and mystery, the vagaries and mysteries regarding the old gods with old with an east on it, and how their relationships with each other shape the world around us. I I was absolutely like, maybe there's gonna be like you know some curse on the school we're gonna have to lift it which is not untrue right like one could frame it that way but uh yeah it's getting to the point now where i'm like i've got enough notes now that i think i need to like actually like, just start setting up like an obsidian portal or some kind of wiki for my notes because like that's <laughs> this was there is there is the webs for webs
1: but also i want to clarify that like fave forge doesn't feel like your typical 5e podcast at all like we're playing Viv, but like the vibe is so different. And I think maybe it's just because it's built around this central location mm. that is so joyful, versus like you start in a tavern and you go save the world. Um, no, like yeah, we're bad. saving the world, mm-hmm. but we're saving we're saving Faith Forge Academy, which is a totally different yeah. vibe to me. Well, it's like local
4: action with global implications. Is kind of the yeah. mm-hmm. the. The way I look at it, like we're doing small, quote unquote, things. We're doing little things here in the library and whatever. Um, but they are all connected to much, you know, much larger. Mm-hmm.
5: Where, where, uh, if a CW show got everything
0: correctly, that's our show. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, and, and I will say one of the things that I think does make our show feel a little different is I think you all do a really good job of balancing the, like, the adventure side with like with throwing in some like oh yeah ariadne works at the school now or besky's going and cooking or cause is going to go tinker with his with his um the thing that he plays yeah. ukulele <laughs> There, <it is. laughs> <Pardon me? laughs> um, like rain rain goes on a trip to go learn more about tattooing and has a has a conversation so so you all you all do these little little moments that that tie in well to like remind listeners and, and honestly even myself like these are students they are here for they weren't here to save the world they weren't here to make money they weren't here to be adventurers they were here seeking knowledge of some some sort and um and I think that is that is one of the pieces that it's been that's really fun for me as a DM is having all this like deep like intraplanar lore going on and also having the humanity of these characters, like, I don't know, I think, like, Blossom has added such a great element to that as well of just, like, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a little baker girl who doesn't have friends here at school. Yeah, she's normal. <laughs> she's, like,
1: the weird one, but she's the normal one out of all of us. It's so, oh, it's we'll great. Break her. We'll,
3: we'll break her. her. We'll break her. Oh, it was great. Like a tiny violin.
1: I will
2: say, oh, no, I was just going to say briefly, too, it's been interesting as, like, you know, coming into this group. In, in a more new capacity because like Blossom was just like these poor kids these poor <laughs> well ki- kids in quotation marks but like you guys are doing more for the school than the faculty and staff
3: oh that's been day one
2: yeah but like, yeah, from an outsider perspective one. I'm like what in <laughs> the hell is going on here
3: no she, <laughs> she made it very clear to us on day one that like our characters exhibited more magic and had more prowess than 98% of the faculty Slash World, Slash World. <laughs> it's basically like us,
0: perseverance,
3: couple others,
0: and perseverance only because Percy's a, war- a warlock. So gang,
5: gang. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Ow! Are you serious? I saw that. That was great. She just walked in and shot me with a bow and arrow. <laughs> she said sorry.
4: I don't understand what you're saying. So
0: why are you bringing sorry. up? Why are you bringing up old shit, huh?
4: Right. was like 10 seconds ago right
3: that shit's in the past leave that in the past
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh that did i i did want to talk about witchcraft so originally when i when i formed this idea of a podcast i thought the crafting would be like kind of an integral part and as i leaned into one what sort of show it could be and what what keeps people coming back cuz at the end of the day I want y'all to want to come back. I I, I want our listeners to want to come back to you, but I want y'all every week to, every time we we meet to be like I want to know more about the story. I want to know more about the session. I want to know what's happening, all that stuff. And I think like we're we're still going to keep using little pieces and stuff of, of from from that that book cuz there are some really cool stuff in there and it and it creates some really um fun unique moments. Um but if we had focused on it more, this would have been a a, a really slow story. Um, it's a really really great supplement for a slow paced home game. I feel like um, where you can dig into making each each crafting item some sort of like almost adventure that you have to go on to to discover about it and and stuff. Well, I but, mean, you um...
3: have a very distinct DMing style, Steven, That doesn't necessarily bring us to say golly what tool can we use to get our way around this problem the problem that we encounter is almost i don't think i mean we might encounter an obstacle that's a trap or some kind of like monster but more often the encou- the problems that we encounter are are people and relationships and that never really compels us to go craft an item to deal with that mm. I think if we had a different focus, I could see us being like, "Oh man, like Besky, you gotta craft like the perfect meal because we gotta impress this ambassador." But that's just not the kind of game this is.
1: Unless that
3: being said, (laughs) Iranian
0: ambassadors,
3: come on down.
0: Yeah, they're leaving anyways. Chris, is there anything aside from freeing Colonel to help Rain and cheer them up?
4: Nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if Steven takes this away
4: from me, I will make everybody suffer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think we're already
1: there <laughs> um, I will make this everyone's problem n- I'm about to become everyone's
4: problem um, <laughs> No, I Rain is not Rain has been challenging because like I don't often play, kind of like Adelaide, Like, I don't really play chipper or good natured characters very often, like that is not my <laughs> real house and so in a really dark way, Rain going through these, like, tribulations has been a little bit of a breather for me because I'm back in my wheelhouse. I have a lot of ideas about what I, I think Rain may uh, do or say in response to things that might happen. Um But I don't, you know, in terms of, like, goals or things that they want or... I... I took a real risky approach with this character in the story. I I literally told Steven, like, do do your worst. And I'm just going to react accordingly. So uh, very much a seat of my pants, not a planner with this character. You know, obviously they would like to help their family. And
0: they would love to. Oh, we haven't even. Yeah, we haven't haven't even gotten to that part.
4: I just wanted to come to this school, quote unquote school.
0: (laughs) Quote unquote. To help my family.
4: (laughs) Uh, But yeah. I don't think they have any other goals beyond those two things. Um, And we were talking earlier about like character lifespans. Rain, unlike some other character, Rain has hundreds of years to figure out what they want and what makes them happy. Like they are very uh, present and in the moment of like what's happening right now. How do I solve this problem that's in my lap? They are not like someone that thinks ahead in that way.
0: Well, I think that really makes sense when you, when you do play these characters that have literally centuries that they're going to live for. It's like, why plan for 250 years right. from now? All of you will like, be
4: dead, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure oh, it out no. later.
3: Why I'll, I'll have you all know that cause absolutely has a 250-year
0: plan. That, sounds,
4: that's, that tracks, <laughs> that, though. That actually does check yes. out. Yeah, of
0: course he does. Who wants to ask the next question? Maybe, like, one or two more questions. Got one here
3: for Steven. <clears throat> let's see here. You've got a lot of lore that you've clearly written for this. Uh, how do you deal with lore that you have like spent time creating, but hasn't really been interfaced with the characters yet?
0: Um, yeah. I, um, I probably have less lore written for this than y'all think I do. Um, hmm. I, how do I explain it? There, there is a lot that I have, I have fleshed out and, and, and written and stuff, but, but it's always relevant. Um, There are entire continents that they have a name and one sentence about them. And that's that's what I know about them because it's not relevant. So like like I know a lot about the Pantheon and and kind of the interweavings and the relationships because it's because when Adelaide was like, I follow. Which, by the way, I didn't create Sala. Adelaide created Sala. Yeah, I
1: did. I created that Um, whole world. I didn't
0: create Wylena. Michael created Wylena. Aludra as a whole plane is Adelaide's is Adelaide's idea, so I knew that was relevant, right? And so, so I was like, okay, if there's if there's a god of justice, what other gods are here? So I so then I so then I formed a pantheon. We're the Fey Forge Academy. That means we're and and part of this thing is like basically existing almost between the material plane and the Fey Wilds. Well, that means there's Fey gods. What do the Fey gods look like? Who are they? How do they shape the world? What are the relationship between those? Um, and so. So that was something I really focused on. Um, what, what happens around the campus? Who are the professors? Like, what does everyone do? Besky's uncle works there. Why does Besky's uncle work at the Fayforge Academy instead of in, in Nairine? What did he bring to the table? Okay, let's make him have something to do with the airships, because Nairine has airships, um, and, and, and go from there. So, so a lot of what I have written is stuff that I know is going to come out. Um mm. If, if, if that makes sense. And so I don't really worry about it. And the other thing is I I just like creating stuff. And so even if it doesn't come out.
1: Oh, oh, I thought I froze. Oh, <laughs> yeah. everybody was really this still. Was a dramatic pause. <laughs>
3: Another thing.
1: Yeah. Another oh, thing. Oh, no.
5: Another
3: oh, one.
1: Baby, come back. Another one. Stephen,
2: come back. One of the kids finally got him. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Under
5: <laughs> so toast. Yeah, oh,
1: God, thinking. probably.
3: That's right. Steven Hara's
2: aim was too true. <laughs>
5: yeah. I'm going to answer the one question. All right. So the person who said, uh, also, uh, whoever said, also, who how, do you have to practice sexy voice you sometimes use in your introductions or something that comes naturally? Uh, and there's some extra. Uh <laughs> no i do not uh i actually am very sometimes when it comes to my own natural voice it's complex because i'm not very comfortable with it and also i don't know what my natural voice is because we live in a society where if i somehow sometimes go deeper or speak how i think i normally should when i used to be a kid and was growing up uh as my tone was as a teenager when you get past the phase you're because you were anyway besides all that uh if i spoke like that people feel i've had people say that i come off as aggressive or i come off as being very uh dominating or very mean and Bold. so yeah mm-hmm. um long way- answer short no i don't practice that and i usually that was me like just cheesing i didn't think it sounded great but people would respond no. to it nicely so i appreciate you folks uh, appreciating that there's the answer to that question.
2: can people also just stop calling black folks aggressive or angry?
5: Whoa, that was
3: really aggressive, Emily, and angry. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: I'm. Aggressive I was gonna and say and we already know why. that <laughs> is.
4: We already know why they're saying that. Also, I thought you were gonna say uh, I don't practice that voice because I'm naturally really sexy. So yeah, <laughs> I that's also. what I thought you were gonna I just stay sexy. He is naturally so.
1: very sexy. He's very sexy. It's true. We're all sexy here.
5: If but I could especially blush,
1: Michael.
2: It's a sexy.
4: If podcast. I could blush. <laughs>
5: I'm turning purple, Eldritch purple. H a w t? Hot?
1: Yeah, not aggressive. I can't comment on the dominant quote, but you know, we'll we'll move past. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's a whole other soapbox, y'all. We can't even. We don't have time for that.
5: I mean, I I mean, I do practice the dark arts, but that's not what this podcast. We're gonna, is about. we're
1: gonna so. move on. I'm blushing. Carry <laughs> not, on.
0: It's not what this podcast is about yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wait till we get to the uh, My yeah, drink the hit, okay?
1: Arc. I'm sorry. <laughs>
5: Dears, that's why we never go to the Forge dungeons. That's why Ooh. we never, like,
1: you
2: know. Can we do so Forge after dark? <sighs> I
0: think we are right now. That's <laughs> it. We've hit it. Alright, one last question. Anyone have one that they just like they really want to know the answer to?
4: If your character was playing a TTRPG, what class would they choose? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really
4: run. fun mm-hmm. one.
3: Cause would definitely roll a barbarian, no doubt.
4: Why? That's Why? A, that's surprising. Why?
3: Really? Oh my gosh, no. Cause has uh... So Cause definitely like with his with his vicious mockery, he's got a lot of anger. He can channel it. But it's often kind of impotent. Like when we, like when we fight undead, Cause is like, "Go team." Cuz he can't do shit.
4: Same. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if, if, like if like if I can't charm it or like hypnotize it, it's like where are the warlocks at? Help the warlocks out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think if Kaz could could take some time to, like, play at a TTRPG where he could enact out some of his uh, fantasies, yeah, he would absolutely hit things to death with a giant stick, for sure. Uh,
5: basically, he would just play Wizards, not that very interesting, because that's what... It, I don't... Yeah, it would solve a lot of his problems uh, with, like, you know that part of his life, uh, so it would be fun to play a wizard, and uh, I think that's what he would go with, so not that very interesting.
1: Well, wizards aren't interesting. Okay, I see how I see how it is, how It's fine. Um, <laughs> I for Besky to choose wow. that,
3: not that yeah, wizards are not interesting.
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I actually was thinking the exact opposite, that uh, Ariadne would probably do a warlock or a sorcerer, because it's just like she doesn't really dabble in the darkness too much, or like this strange being is giving me powers, so...
0: I feel like yeah. I feel like Ariadne has had to work really, really hard for everything that she has from a yeah. skill standpoint. That makes sense. Yeah.
4: I honestly think Rain might be a paladin or like a knight. Nice.
0: Um, mm, yeah. Ooh.
4: I think that they there is and kinda to echo Kaz's point, there has not been a lot of times in their time with their friends, that they've been particularly useful. So there is something very attractive about having physical strength to, like, lend aid. And I also feel like Rain is is very much a person who learns through mentorship or or connection and the idea of, like, some higher power that you can call upon when you need help or that's going to back you up. Um, is kind of a cool concept. That's not really something that they have experience with. Plus, if they're a knight, then they can still have a trusty steed and Colonel can play, so. Yeah. Oh. Colonel, so roll
1: initiative. You know. <laughs>
0: Colonel wants to play an ancient dragon. Yeah. Oh, that's we want to play the villain. For sure. And, uh, and, um. This
2: is an interesting one, um, because in some ways I still do feel like I'm getting to know Blossom. Um, but I want to say maybe, like, druid um and not just cuz she's named after a plant um but also like maybe a little bit of that uh either druid or maybe a ranger actually oh, um, hmm. cuz i think for her there's a lot of fear sort of associated with the forest um and i think getting to be more of a a confident explorer in that way would be something that she would want? It's a good question. It
1: mm-hmm. is a good question.
4: I'm trying to imagine Rain and Blossom exploring the forest by themselves, and it's, <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's going really well. Chaos. <laughs> it's going really That's well. Chaos. Wow.
0: That's our next episode. Oh no.
5: I feel like that'd be, like, a nice fairy tale, like, kind of story, though. Like, like, it starts off as, like, these two friends who are very, like, you know, you're, you're both more faeish in nature, and then just, like, how does the story end? Cause it's very, these two people are, although really nice, very chaotic. You know?
1: <laughs> the dog yeah. is just there. Can mm-hmm. we do one more question? Cause then I found that was really good. I just wanted yeah. to know, uh, or not. I just want to know, but this other person too. Um, what do you most hope for your characters?
5: Mm.
3: Like I hope or that our characters mm-hmm. hope? Maybe
1: both.
5: Me very selfish, uh level twenty warlock, let's go. Yes. When do you ever get to see those. And uh second, open up his own uh you know, restaurant. That's always been his thing. So
3: mm-hmm. I mean Kaz's dream of course is to to write the great ballad of uh, the rise of uh, King Besky of Nareen. But you know, he's well, he's waiting on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The best thing about this is that if Michael didn't react, like I would have lost this thread a long time ago. But he does, so I don't.
5: <laughs> my eyes, I, you That's didn't hear that. Big little brother energy the right there. Eyes rolling. Yeah, <laughs> eyes rolling is not a thing you can hear via podcast. But I almost lost my
3: eyeball.
0: <laughs> it, was extra no, yeah, it was some exercise. shit. it was the just the, the whites skull. for a second there. Yeah.
3: Uh, and I Stephen, you might not know this, but my hope for for cause is. Uh, I'm going to say one thing, I'm going to translate it, uh, is for Cause to have to go back and face uh, basically the reasons for his exile from the Dwarven home he grew up in, what that translates into is I wish that Steven would give me the keys and be like, Ian, make Dwarven culture. And I say, thank you.
0: Done. Done what? I was talking to, to Ian.
1: Uh, I think... Ariadne's is kind of more esoteric like she's still kind of figuring out what she wants so I think her and my wish for her too is to feel confident finally like she's been acting much more independent but all of these things she feels like are happening to her rather than her choosing them Mm -hmm. and I feel like she doesn't she doesn't still feel in control of her own destiny
5: you need the R&B singer, Leo, <laughs> to sing the independent woman. Rebecca.
1: Yes, yes. Coming from Uncle Kaba, ideally. Oh. Mm. Mm. No, um, that, that's just, that's uh, uh, no, yeah, I think, I think she yeah, she wants to feel confident in what she's doing. And like she has a purpose. Also, uh, a level up. <clears throat> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you gotta do a little bit more you're clo- y'all are close to level up,
3: i call the warlocks wizards what are like dad. levels please and the bards i'm like yeah <laughs> no, whatever it doesn't really matter
2: <laughs> yeah personally i want to get to do all the really cool shit i mean there's a lot of cool shit i can already do with the the nightmare bard um but i'm excited to be able to do even more of the fun stuff that comes with this class which you can um get if you subscribe to the patreon right yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes if you subscribe to the patreon
3: yeah, you too you think,
2: can do fun things.
3: If you think, as Steven hands Emily a five dollar bill. <laughs> if
0: you think, <laughs> if you think Blossom, if you think Blossom's got some creepy girl stuff going on now, just wait. Just you wait. Just.
3: And if you can't
2: wait, you could pay for the Patreon and find <laughs> out now.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. And Blossom is just um, her hope is that these people do actually want to be her friends and will continue to be her friends.
3: Aww. Yeah. All okay. Right.
2: <laughs> what do you mean, okay, Michael?
3: <laughs> As we all flip open our character notebooks and cross off, leave Blossom for dead, we're like, no, we can't now.
2: <laughs> you can kill me, but there is no guarantee I will not come back. Oh, no,
3: for sure. <laughs>
2: That's the thing. When you guys are all like, oh, my character's dying. I'm like, death is just the beginning. <laughs> 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 Man. <laughs> um, I think for Rain...
4: Uh, I I know Rain sincerely hopes that they are able to, you know, again, like their whole purpose in coming here is that they wanted to find a solution uh, to a problem that nobody seems to be able to do anything about. Um, So that I think would be their primary goal or or hope for what comes. Um, I, as a player, sometimes I work against my own characters. I don't know what to tell you. I, as a player, like would be very intrigued to have Rain have to experience, process, and live with a permanent failure of some kind, some big loss or sacrifice or dare something you like that's that. A
3: colonel, god damn it! Not
4: colonel necessarily, but like <laughs> maybe. You know what I mean? Like I, I, no. I get a lot of joy in storytelling from telling stories about. Resilience or the aftermath of something because that's that happens to us in real life. something irreversible happens, and you have to deal with it. You either you know sometimes these are like big fork in the road moments where your character's story or your story, your trajectory completely changes. I really am fascinated by those hard turns in life um and what that looks like, so that would be really fun um.
0: I just had an idea that I'm probably going to be talking to you about soon. Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> what have I done? Really <laughs> so anyway, dead. so my next Man. character's
4: hopes and dreams. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> now that I
3: think like on a deeper level, Chris, I'm aware of your level of self-sabotage. And I'm, and I'm going to try to do my best to have that not leach into... <laughs> Causes does cause doesn't know for rain. Yeah. Cause doesn't know <laughs> cause is still going to feel he bad for rain, well. but maybe he'll feel a little less bad for it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Uh, no, but you, you, you don't need a backup character. You said this is something you want rain to deal with. That's true. Rain's failure. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh man.
4: Yeah.
0: Awesome. This has been super fun. I, it has been, I don't, I don't know that we've ever just all sat around and chatted for three hours. Not like Definitely this. Not. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, no, no. no. When it when it comes to Steven, it's just work, yeah. work, uh, he's work, always work, the work, Okay, he's killing us, man, He's killing us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I um I pride myself on on really pushing and. It's a tight I don't even over know the right words for what it is. <laughs> for, for pushing. <laughs> yeah. I, but, he's a pusher. He's a pusher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, what we'll push it real good. Yeah. So um we will be back next week with our regularly scheduled uh emotional roller coaster and uh thanks for listening thanks for sending us your questions and uh hope you have a great week we love you yeah we do we do we we appreciate that we get to make this show and you experience it along with us and and you listen it's kind of wild sometimes when we step back and think about about the fact that like i don't know i don't i don't share this on the podcast very often but we so we passed 60,000 downloads semi recently and mm-hmm. um, and that's a big that's if you have ever been a part of producing a podcast especially in the TTRPG world um, for a group of people who just kind of came together and don't have big sponsors or a celebrity or anything like that um, uh, 60,000 downloads is a, is a huge deal so thank you for coming on this journey with us and uh we hope we hope to keep keep it going into the future so all right we'll talk to y'all later i guess I, this is so weird ne- bye we'll love you talk to you later next time on the For- <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to find out what happens next time on the faith forge academy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for attending the Fayforge Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Um, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code Fayforge Forge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fandamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, They have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts, Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master Steven. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter
5: at E-N-G Gould.
4: Hey, I'm Chris. If I like to hang out, you can do so alongside me on Twitter at KissOfHemlock.
5: My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at MichaelCrits on Twitter and on Twitch.
2: Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me at Twitter at Stonefly underscore Kai.
1: My name is Adelaide Garner. You can find me at OAdelaide on Twitter and Action underscore Fiction on Twitch.
2: Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram
0: theme music by dave cole of the four orbs podcast for more music check out d cole music on youtube additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com tabletopaudio.com and epidemicsound.com the faith forge academy is a proud member of the fundamentals podcast network